Jolt. The Jolt. The Jolt. This is The Jolt with Larry Flick on Sirius XMLQ. I'm Larry Flick here on Sirius XM with Madonna. Her new album is called Rebel Heart and an exquisite album. Congratulations. Wow, thank you. It's it's absolutely extraordinary and it it feels um, exhilarating yet really soothing mm-hmm. at the same time. There's something kind of caressing about the overall tone of the record. And uh-huh. I think because I feel as a, as a man who's been uh, in your music for the entire journey so far, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a place for me there. Mm-hmm. And I don't always feel like there's a place for me in contemporary music. Uh-huh. Um, when you, can, you, you can find yourself in it. I can find myself in the Recognize music, yourself. In the words, mm-hmm. in the music. It makes me feel vital, yet it makes me feel like I'm not embarrassing myself by trying to look like a young boy when I'm not. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, when you started assembling the songs, did you have an intention with these? Was, it, was there an overriding theme that you were hoping to communicate? Honestly, when I first started writing the re- record, I didn't have a goal. I just wanted to write. I wanted to approach everything from a simple songwriting point of view. I just wanted to write good songs that had you know, content, that reflected what my state of mind was and that didn't need any like bells and whistles, great, amazing production to stand alone as songs. How that many, was my goal. How many of these songs did you write on your guitar? Um, probably, I don't know, six or seven. There's, there's an, a melodic ease in these some songs. Are written, some, are, some are also written on piano, which I can't play, but other people did. And, you know, they a lot of them sound good with just vocal and guitar or vocal and piano. That's it. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Um, were you, were you, are you feeling uh, particularly um, unguarded these days? There's something <laughs> very direct about these songs. I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends on the mood I'm in. I think I was working with people, at other my, the collaborators that I worked with made me feel comfortable and disarmed me in a way that I felt comfortable to um, share my feelings. There's something about a number of these tracks, and, and um, one of them is, uh, is um, uh, Benny Vici. Benny Vici. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it feels like... Um, Yesterday, a, I was a baby on the street. Well, I mean, it fe- yeah, it feels like a night out of Studio 54. It feels like, I actually feel like there were ghosts of my friends swirling yeah. around. Well, that's how I felt when I was writing it. And it was it was Diplo that encouraged me. He's like, you know, you've been so, through so much. And I, I was sit, sitting around talking about my past and growing up, coming up in New York in the early 80s and all the great artists that I used to work with, hang out with, go to parties with, the Paradise Garage, Keith Haring, Dating Jean Michel Vesquiat, having dinner with Andy Warhol, and they were their 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 mouths were hanging open. They're like, "You got to write about this. You have to like, you know, it's such a great time." And um, and I don't usually do stuff like that, so I just decided. And he's like, "Yeah, and just do it like, like almost like you're talking, like you're rapping, like in a very laissez-faire kind of way." So I did. How um, difficult was it for you to ease into that because it's not your nature? 
to to reminisce? Um, I don't know. You know what? I I just I was I put myself in a position when I wrote this album that I was just going to be in uncomfortable situations. I worked with a lot of strangers, and I just went with the flow, and I trusted people, and um, I allowed people to push me into areas that I'm not comfortable with, and. I trusted them and I was like, I would do it. And then and I would say, really, that sounds good. Like, don't, shouldn't I sing it? And they're like, no, just talk it. That sounds good, really. So I trusted them. That's Madonna joining us here on Sirius XM. The album is called Revel Heart. Mm-hmm. Um, was there, um, am I projecting too much in the yes. transition? <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> but but in, in particularly in the transition from Bitch of Madonna into Joan of Arc. Mm-hmm. It feels like it feels very external and then very internal. Well, one's all about bravado and um, one's about being vulnerable. And that's really why the album's called Rebel Heart. And originally I had intended to make a two-sided record to um, show the two sides of me that are the most prevalent. And one of one of those sides is the rebellious side of me the you know the provocateur the troublemaker the mischief maker the the envelope pusher so to speak right and you know it says don't go for second best and express yourself and i'm not your bitch don't hang your shit on me and all that stuff and um and then there's the romantic me the vulnerable me and so I wanted to have two different sides, like, and all of the songs that were more vulnerable and romantic would be on one, and the others would be on the other, like Unapologetic Bitch or Bitch Hot Madonna. And, um, and then my record company didn't think that was a good idea, so we ended up, they kind of all got mixed up in one big soup. So that's why it might seem schizophrenic. See, it doesn't, though. It, it, it just seems <laughs> like, uh, like you, you take the coin and you flip it over. And then you flip it over again. Well, it's one side of me, and then there's another side of me. I yeah. mean, I am as, I'm as, I can, I'm a vulnerable warrior, so to speak. But I think all the greatest warriors are. Indeed. Yeah. So, so as you as you um, found yourself reaching the the end of of these songs and the this, depths of my despair, the depths of your <laughs> despair. <laughs> uh, did you did you feel did you feel like a victorious warrior? Do you feel like Damn right I did it. Um, not exactly. I mean, I'm proud of the record. I was forced to release the record earlier earlier than I wanted to because I had someone hack into my server and steal all my music and leak it before it was supposed to come out. And it kind of like catapulted me into having to finish things much sooner, which I wasn't very happy about. But anyway, it came out. I did it. I pushed it. It you know everybody worked overtime to get it done and now it's out so um and I am proud of it, yeah. Does it ever get easier sharing music, whether it be uh, finished not? I mean, it just it's I, I'm always fascinated by people who expose themselves so thoroughly. But that's what artists do. I mean, does it get ever get easier to paint a painting and then unveil it for the first time, or you know everything that you do when you create something and it's a manifestation, you know. Uh, an extension of who you are, your soul, your inner most deepest feelings, whatever. You always feel like you're taking your clothes off in front of everybody. Um, you feel like you're revealing yourself and you there with that comes judgment. So um, it's always scary. 
But is it pleasurable along the way? Uh, yeah, it is. I, I, I wonder, the agony and the ecstasy. The agony and the ecstasy. Do they collide <laughs> at the same time? They do, indeed. That's a, that's a very, very interesting experience, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, of of the of the the producers, you work with some some amazing minds. I'm most intrigued by your your collaboration with Ariel. I think because um, Ariel Rick Deshard. Who's, yeah, notice I let you say the name because I didn't want to embarrass myself. I always call him Rick Deshard, and he's like, "That's not how you pronounce it." <laughs> I'm intrigued because he he is is so rhythmic in in his in, in his uh, productions, mm-hmm. but he also understands. When to let let an artist breathe? Yeah. Um, how did you find uh, collaborating with him? Um, very easy. I mean, he 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 gave me you know he uh, he pushed me, but you know I think he really respects singers, and he was very supportive. And he actually kept saying the phrase, "Hey, bitch, you're Madonna." Like I go, "Does that sound good? Is that right? Is that cool? Can I do that?" And he's like, he'd be like, "Yeah, you're Madonna." And one day I, d- I did a performance. I sang like a, a song in one take, and he goes, oh "My God, you sound like just like just like Madonna." <laughs> it was a very weird moment. That's that's got to be out of body for anybody. And it was, yeah, it's so funny that someone actually has the balls to say that to you. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Yeah. Well, Madonna, thank you for your time. Today. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's, it's nice to see you again. Pleasure. It's nice to see you as well. What was that? Your show. The people who listen to your show, you didn't have. One gay-related question. Well, Whoa. We don't need to. We yeah. don't need to because we're human beings and we're connecting no, to her. So right. I apologize. Miss Liz Rosenberg. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, because you know what? We're all over this record, mm. especially on on uh, on the song Rebel Heart. Mm. We're right there. Any guy, any any man or woman who's ever said to their family, "I'm going to be different because I am different." You're taking the lo- road less traveled by. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a scary And sometimes road. you can barely make it out alive. That's I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. It's 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 my that and and Joan of Arc are the songs that make me cry every time I listen to them. Really? Every single time. Hmm. Every single time. That's good. Yeah, and then I listen to Ghost Town and I walk through I was I'm a native New Yorker. Uh-huh. And I'll walk past all the same clubs that you used to hang out in and yeah. I'm and we're we're roughly the same age so yeah. I was going there too. Yeah. They're gone. I know. There's sushi joints with blinker bobs. They're gone, and a lot of the people are gone. I know. It's a ghost town. It is a ghost town. But we're going to carry on. We have no choice. That's right. We have no choice. And you know what? It's even in, in Living for Love. Mm-hmm. I, I, I thought about all my favorite banjee boys mm-hmm. from the West the West Village Pier. Yeah. And how they would be throwing down to that track. Oh, I, can, I wish I could be there to see it. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Yeah. But we're here to carry on. That's right. To be continued. Okay. Love's going to lift us up. Amen. Thank you, Larry. Thank you. Each time they take the photograph, I lose the part.